Hello, you guys. What is up? Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Monday. Hope you guys are having a great start to the week. Patricia, how are you doing over there? You have been single mothering for a few days. We like ended with, I'm feeling really burnout last week to now you single mothering. So how's life? How are you doing? It's good. And I'm single mothering because Chris is at our second home, like doing some work. I'm going to join him this weekend. Um, But it's been good. I mean, like I just have the most perfect son in the world. It's just a lot when it's just you. Um, But I have to report like my self-care challenge of like not working past eight. I've worked past eight every single night this week. So... Yeah, not not doing so hot there. But also, like, last night I was just, like, Chris took Atticus, too. So I was, like, I don't want to go to bed. Like, it's cold. Yeah. It's lonely. Like, just know if Chris and I for some reason ever, like, separate, I'm downgrading from a king-size bed to a twin. I don't want all this space. <laughs> I get tangled in the sheets and the comforter. It's – I can't. I need to downgrade to smaller space. Getting tangled in the sheets. What are you doing? I don't know. It's just too much of everything. There's too much fabric everywhere. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then these massive like pillows because we already talked about this on the pod. Like the king size pillows are like extra long. Like I can't, I can't navigate around them with <laughs> just a solo person. I don't. I'm just lost. I'm drowning in the bed by myself. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, okay, wait. So, for one, were you working later because you had to stop work earlier because you had, like, all responsibilities? You know? So, like, were you not working your normal work? No, you can't justify that? No, I can't justify that. I mean, I was still working until, like, 4.35, um, which is, like, normal. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no. No. Okay, and then wasn't there a second part to your self-care challenge or am I going yeah, crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was also supposed to read and I did read like 15 pages. So that's like more than before, but not so not to the total amount. But, you know, it was a little bit, a little bit. I just, I'm recognizing that this is a season right now with us trying to get like our home up and running. Mm-hmm. So like this is for sure a season. Like I do recognize like, my husband and I, once this home is up, like, we need to find a babysitter. We need a date night. Like, we need to pour into each other. I'm recognizing that. I'm also just currently not fulfilling my self-care very well. It's all a season, baby. Yeah. And it's we're not going to um, do this forever. It'll be we'll – get it'll – I'll get there. So anyway, how are you, Catherine? That that's my update. I'm just working a lot. So yeah. Drowning in a king size bed. I mean, otherwise you and E are doing good though, right? Like you had a good week the two well, I mean it's only been a few days, but like still. I mean, yeah, but like you see my cut? Did he headbutt you or something? Yes, he headbutted me tonight and I was like, I taste blood. Like what? Yeah, so headbutted me right in the lip. Right after I gave him a bath, like we were having a splendid night. We had quesadillas and broccoli for dinner. Boom, headbutt. That is a combo, quesadillas and broccoli. It's perfect. We had a great night. He wore his little flannel to school today. He was so cute. cute. So cute. Always cute. Always cute. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. But anyway, enough about me. What's about you? What, what's going on with you? Honestly, really not much. Um, really don't have much of an update this week. I'm like, work's going well. How stuff is going well. Roomba has become my new best friend. Tell me why it took me so long to set up Roomba. Like, why? I've had her sitting in a box for legitimately three months. Why? Because now I run her multiple times a week. It's the greatest thing ever. I love it. Um, so besides her, oh, wait, no, I do have a tiny little update. So I did mention last week the room that Poppy has claimed is her pee room and I need to get a carpet deodorizer. Use that deodorizer today and the carpet smells so much better. I'm like, whoo. Yay. Thank goodness. So happy about that. I still like, I still have the door closed because... I'm realizing Poppy's cue to go to the bathroom. She'll just go by the front door and sit down. Like that's Mm -hmm. her move. Well, I've caught her a few times where she's actually gone to that bedroom and just sat down. And I'm like, I can't see you in there. Oh, Mm -hmm. well, I wonder if she was just sneaking in there, like just doing her thing where now she's like, open the door for me. This is where I go be. And I'm like, (laughs) It's not where you go pee. No. Uh, it's almost like there's too much space. You know how like a dog won't go to the bathroom where they want to sleep? So it's like she's like, I don't sleep in here. Whatever. Maybe. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But at least I'm like, okay, if I keep the door closed and she sits outside of it, then I know I can like just take her outside and then we have no accidents and we're all good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's really the only update I have other than I feel like my voice is a little bit weird, but I always say that and then when I'm editing it back I'm like you don't sound that weird I'm just stuffy with freaking pollen and Alabama it's just it's beautiful mm-hmm. out but my nose does not enjoy it so yeah well how about your self-care challenge of working out twice oh I totally forgot self-care challenge <laughs> like grilled you on yours and I forgot myself um did it nice <laughs> that iPad still charged <laughs> still charged yes i did a yoga flow one of the mornings which was just like the greatest way to start the morning and i was like i should do this every morning and then i haven't done it since but at least you were like you remember what that feels like and you're hopefully more likely to like do it again yes yeah because i just did it i have like an awkward time depending on when poppy wakes me up it's like 6 or 6 30 and then I have an awkward time until like they get fed at 7.30. So it's like, what do I really do with that? Do I read? Do I what? Like what What happens mm-hmm. here? So yeah, I, I did yoga like on the floor in my bedroom. I was like, Poppy was deeply confused. She was like, why? Why is this happening? Um, but yeah, so I did that. And then part of my challenge was to do two separate workouts. So the other mm-hmm. one, I just kind of made up on my own. And I just did like squats and other like very basic stuff. And then I ended it with a lot of stretches because... I just, at first, since I stopped doing yoga, I've lost my flexibility. Oh, yeah. <laughs> lost for sure. So especially as I noticed, like, I did squats last week as well. I noticed, like, my front hip flexors. And I'm like, wow, I really need to start stretching again. So it was mm-hmm. nice to, like, do yoga. Um, but, yeah, it was nice. Nice. Well, I'm eating you. you right now. You are. You are. Good for you. But like my kitchen has countertops, so. Season of life. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you can do your yoga and I will cook on a kitchen with a counter. Deal? Deal. So nice for you. I'm very excited <laughs> to see the final photos. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. So like Chris has been there 
counters are in cabinets are we finished painting the cabinets but now he's got like the pulls the handles the hinges and like all the stuff back on and then i'm going up i finished the last coat of the stain of the shelves tonight and then i'm coming up with the shelves then we're gonna hang and do like open shelving on the top i've got like decor for some of the shelves plates and cute cups like i'm excited so what else do you guys need to do to get it ready to run um, I also have security cameras that we have to hang up. Um, we had two more fire alarms we had to install to make sure it was up to like county code. So mm-hmm. like that's easy. And then we just got to like clean it, make sure everything's where we want it to be. <sighs> yeah. I mean, we're pretty much like, and then there's two lights I'm swapping out. So yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very I'm, close. You were so close. We're. So close. And then I have a photographer coming to take photos next week. So boom, 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 boom. Wow. Ball is rolling. So we have to finish everything up this week because I've got mm-hmm. the photographer on the books. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. It's been fun. It's just definitely a lot more like with a kid. You know, like full yeah. work days aren't full work days. Um, but we've been productive and in like we're not above like late nights. So it's been, yeah, yeah it's been good. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to hear all the nice renter stories. I hope they're all nice. I mm-hmm. hope, 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 hope. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, so even like, I mean, so when I say I've been working late, I've also been working on stuff for the house because I've been writing like a house manual and welcome instructions and like all of that too. Um. Which is just – I've been, like, leveraging our sister-in-law and brother because, like, they have um, rental properties as well. So that's been definitely helpful. Like, I'm not starting from scratch, but it's just, like, those things that are mm-hmm. adding up on time. The price of being a mogul, you know? Price of being a mogul. <laughs> Which I am that's not. Uh-huh. But one step closer. One step closer. One what does it take closer. to be a mogul? Like, what is the – Definition. definition of a mogul. Okay, good old Google here. Definition of a mogul. Not a molecule. Mogul. Um, an important or powerful person, especially in the motion picture or media industry. Oh. Really? I have no desire to be in that industry. I thought they were like separate. Are we are we media? We have a podcast. Technically, but I thought you could be like a real estate mogul or uh, like I thought you could be in different fields. I didn't realize it was just one. I think you have to say like real estate mogul, but like mogul itself, the origin is from motion picture or it could be a steam locomotive with three pairs of driving wheels and one pair of smaller wheels in the front. That's you. Got it. (laughs) Choo choo. Okay, so not necessarily a mogul. Wow, I wasn't. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, well, uh, anything else? A hot, new, exciting topic. Has Atticus been promoted to more areas that have carpet or? He has. He has been allowed into other areas of the home. It is not without me coming home suspicious and checking. But he's doing better. But I mean, the other biggest update is like, East turns one. What? Dude, that's what? so wild. 
What? Where did my baby go? He ain't no baby no more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's so fun at the age he's at, but I'm just like, I can't believe it's been a year. Like, a year ago tomorrow, I was texting you being like, I think I'm having contractions. Like, I think the babe's coming today. So, okay, so let's go back in time. <laughs> I'm like, how has that been a year? <laughs> like, like, my mind is like, what the heck? But at the same time, I feel like so much has happened in that time that I'm like, <laughs> how has it not been five years? Um, okay, so you actually went a little early. You were like 38 weeks, is that correct? Yeah, I went 10 days early. Okay, so how were you feeling at that point? Did you think you were going to go early? Like... No, I expected to want to be one of those people that were like 10 days late. I even had a doctor's oh appointment the day before and the doctor was like, you're not at all dilated. You're a little effaced, but like. Okay, wait, can I ask a question? Whenever they say effaced, like I know what dilated mean. What the heck does effaced mean? It's like the shortening of your cervix. Like it's normally like long. It's like now shortened and then dilated. It's like opening up. That's what the the dilated is the obvious one. But whenever people mm-hmm. say like, I'm whatever, a fa-, I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah. But okay. So here's the thing. Well, one, like this is kind of the topic of today's episode. So welcome. Hi. This is not just the <laughs> continual. We're just going to ramble for 15 minutes on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, If you were here for the season of Catherine, it's the season of Patricia. I feel like there's been so many episodes just about me and I feel like you proposed this topic too. Okay, well, for one, it's his, what I'm going to call anniversary, um, of his birth, of you giving yes. birth, it is your anniversary. Yes. So I feel like that's important. And for two, the more I talk, the more my nose continues to get stuffed. So I'm like, this is great. I don't have to talk as much. Fair, fair. Anyway, back to your question. So I had gone in to the doctor the day before. The day before we went to the hospital, and then he was born the day after. It's like three-day mm-hmm. timeline. And they were like, eh, yeah. But they were also just like, we just want to tell you, like, people who are a centimeter dilated can be a centimeter dilated for, like, three weeks. Yeah. Like, you could walk around three centimeters dilated for two weeks. Like, like yeah. they were just like, if the baby comes now, it's healthy. But, like, but. we have no signs of it coming. Yeah. So I, I was honestly, like – just personally, like, obviously ready to meet our child, like, find out if it was a boy or a girl, like, all of those things. But I was like, I just in my heart actually thought he was going to be late. So were you at the phase of, like, super uncomfortable get him out or were you just, like, excited? I was excited. I don't know that I ever got to the point of, like, super uncomfortable. Like, I had uncomfortable moments. I was definitely, yeah. like, big for me. Um but I kind of like, I don't know. I liked having like the belly bump. Like, was it uncomfortable? Yeah. Did my back hurt? Yeah. Was it easy to sleep? Like, Chris was joking in that other episode that it would like take me 37 seconds to roll over. Like, and you, I was waking up three times in the night to pee. I think it was just more like well excited. Yeah. I don't, re- like, I guess there's the, it's bliss after the fact. Like, looking back, I'm just like, no, like my belly was cute. And yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really remember you complaining all that much. After the first trimester. First trimester. Yeah. But even then, I don't know if it was that much complaining, at least that I got, you know? I got the funny stories of 
hey, I just puked so hard that I peed myself. Like, I got that story mm-hmm. text. That was a good one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So when was your first indication of late? Did you have, like, Braxton Hicks I had no Braxton Hicks contractions. Um, so I woke up in the morning on a Friday at, like, mm-hmm. 2 a.m., with like small little like cramps like tightening um and braxton hicks they say if it's braxton hicks you'll have some water you'll lay down and they'll stop so i got up i got some water of course i peed and then i lay back down i fell back to sleep and then i kind of woke up to them again but they like it was not painful it was just like a little tightening and i was like "Mm, this just might be start of contractions which like at that point it was like so just not painful but like i could like it wasn't necessarily comfortable Mm-hmm. like that could have went on for three days like who knows yeah so i woke up and i worked all day um i think you actually text me that morning i did i texted right? you that morning and i was like i don't know if this is signs of labor but like because you yeah. were gonna come your plan was actually to come like even a couple of days before the due date and you're like well i'll just hang mm-hmm. out i'll help you guys get the house ready like you're like i can work from wherever and that way you're there and you don't have to rush and then I was like, if you plan on coming Sunday, I think you just might want to come now. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no rush, but rush. Uh, well, because I think I texted you at like 6 a.m. Because at that point I was just up because it was happening a little more, but not enough that it's like go to the hospital. Yeah. Um, and then like you called me at like 8 in the morning and you're like, so we talked about it. Um, so I just like worked all day and it was funny because people were like – when do you think you're gonna have this baby? And I was like, I don't know. Cause I didn't want to be like, I'm having contractions now. Like I yeah. didn't, I mean, and you were the only one we told, like, because I offered to Chris, here we can tell anybody, everybody or nobody we're going to the hospital and we think we're in labor, but you are the one that's gonna have to keep them updated. Mm-hmm. So it it's up to you and the experience you want. To do that because, like, I'm I'm not going to be in the bed, like, texting, like, this is how many centimeters daily. Like, I just was like, that is up to you. And he was like, I don't want to feel, like, distracted or, like, all of that. So we told you um, to come up. And then I worked all day. And the contractions, like, got a little heavier and they got, like, closer together. And by closer together, like, they started 30 minutes apart, right? Like, they were – once an hour um and then i was like that's pretty like for not experiencing any braxton like anything before that's pretty regular compared to like eh, it was one every few hours like just like my body's prepping for this type thing yeah and that's why i knew i didn't think they were braxton hicks yeah so then i was like work days over maybe even like middle of the day and like four o'clock work days over I was like, we're curb walking. So if you know what curb walking is, is it's one foot up on the curb and the other on the street and you like walk like hobbled. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to help like – it's a wives' tale of labor with the raspberry tea, all of that. So I was like, we're curb walking. Even a couple neighbors were like, how you doing? I didn't even want to tell the neighbors. Like, I'm having contractions trying to get this baby out as we walk, you know. So by – Catherine is at this point traveling in the rain, turning into a long travel day. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about your experience? Oh, I mean, my experience was fine, you know? <laughs> no, I don't remember what time I left in the morning. I just remember 
that was the text like first thing and I was like okay should I be alarmed should I not but I remember like showering and then I feel like I called you or something and I was like is this serious should I just come and then I packed up my stuff and I left but I was probably gone like before noon ish if not around noon I think it was like 10 or 11 because I remember us being like hey no offense I can't wait for you to eat but like I made extra food for when you get yes yeah because I got in really late because I did hit rain and then I hit bad traffic because for one it was a Friday um Mm -hmm. and for one it was a Friday um I I think I I don't even remember if it was Atlanta but I thought no it was like construction South Carolina yes there was construction yeah Yeah. so you got in say you get in around like eight o'clock by the time Mm -hmm. you get in the contractions are a little heavier like I can't stand as they're there like I just remember like putting dishes away and having to like squat down mm-hmm. but I could then like in between I could talk and I think the contraction rule is like five one one or something like five contractions that are I I don't even remember it's definitely not that because it's but it's like the number of contractions the length of the contractions and the frequency of them mm-hmm. like five contractions that are something in length every so many minutes I don't remember obviously I'm not in the in the prime of like tracking this Earth advice there's, here there's actually like i remember i downloaded an app so you can just mm-hmm. like press when a contraction starts and stops and then it like aggregates the data for yeah. you to like go to the hospital or you're fine and i was tracking and it was like okay we're in the parameters of going to the hospital walk up to the hospital so i think what it was it like 10 o'clock at night we decide we're gonna go to the hospital yeah Mind you, hospital. hold on, hold on, hold on, wait. Okay, so I arrive at Patricia's house. Uh-huh. Me. Patricia said that she had food set aside for me. I proceed to sit down at the island as Patricia then preps me food while she's yes. having contractions. Yes. Because that's what Patricia does. I don't touch food. <laughs> so Patricia's yes. mid contractions. I mean, the yes. food was kind of already prepped. Like, it was just like reheating some things. Um, yeah. But still. Yeah, I did but that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, my labor started at like 2 a.m. Friday morning. I worked all day, made dinner for my husband, myself, you. I mean, I'm sure Chris helped me make dinner. We did the dishes. Mm-hmm. We cleaned up the kitchen. Like, we were like, because I was like in the mindset of like, okay, if I'm gonna have the baby, like I'm gonna have one last good meal. Like, I don't know oh, when yeah. I'm gonna have another meal. Like that sort of thing. So, we made dinner. Foresight, I probably should have just like made like a mass dinner and like had my leftovers. <laughs> um we made dinner you ate dinner like that's what i'm saying like two hours probably later it was like all right everybody grabbed their hospital Mm -hmm. bag i think like we're in the contraction window like let's go and the hospital's like 20 25 minutes away yeah so yeah and we were just like excited my water at this point had not broken we get to the hospital we go to triage and there's like a special maternity wing of the hospital i deliver at Catherine's not allowed in until we're like admitted Mm-hmm. So my husband and I are there and they're like, ma'am, you are not – like the doctor literally looked at me and was like, when you can't talk and you can't laugh, like nothing in this world is funny anymore, that's when you're in labor. <laughs> She's I mean, like, you you could have this for like three days. Like where you're at, like – But you weren't really talking through your contractions. No, but I was like breathing through them and I wasn't like – like, in hindsight, the actual, like, bigger contractions I had, I was like, yeah, those were easy. Like, yeah. I would just, like, kind of close my eyes and, like, breathe through it. But she was like, no, no, no. 
this is not okay. So they they were like, you know, you might be back tonight. You might be back in three days. We don't know. Wait, they checked you to see how far dilated you were though, right? Yes. At that point, I was a centimeter dilated. So there was progress from like the 36 hours before where I had my doctor's appointment. But progress there could have halted. Like who knows? Yeah. And my water hadn't broken. So we go home and we decide we're going to put on a movie and like whatever. But as we're driving home, like the contractions get worse. As we put on this movie, the contractions get worse. Mm -hmm. And then I think like was it you or Chris who like made me toast and like you should eat something like I don't even remember. I just remember it was toast with like jelly and it was the worst tasting toast of my life. Like I (laughs) – the idea of like it swallowing me. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I know you would have buttered it more than Chris and it probably would have made it better. True. I just remember like the idea, the act of actually like swallowing the toast felt like so painful. Um, and so it was like, all right, well, let's go to bed. It was like midnight. Mm-hmm. And I remember waking up like every five minutes with like excruciating pain. Like I would like kind of drift off to sleep and then I would like wake up and it was two in the morning so only like two hours later and Chris was like we're going back to the hospital and I was like no like she said like I wasn't in labor yet and my water hasn't broken like my water's gonna like I had it in my mind that my water was gonna break when it was time dude well I feel like movies and tv shows like portray that when in reality like I don't actually know what the percentage is but apparently it's not very high that your water actually breaks like that's a stereotypical like your water breaks and you go in uh, I would say between like the my friends I know that have had kids, it's like 50-50. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So my water hadn't broken. But at this point, like it's two in the morning. I was like, let's get like Catherine sleep. Like she can't even come in until we're like past admitted. triage and admitted. Mm-hmm. But like on – so on the way from our bedroom to like the car, I couldn't even like walk fully there. Like I had to stop twice through the contractions and just like – I was like kneeling on the ground. And Chris was like, come on. I'm like, come on. Excuse you? Excuse me? So we get in the car. We drive there. The whole car ride there, I'm that. I was so uncomfortable. Like, my car seat has never felt like I was sitting on two boulders smashed together. Like, so uncomfortable. We get there. And the first time we got there, they were like, oh, we need your ID. Like, mm-hmm. we get there. I We park the car again. And I can probably walk 20 feet, have to, like, squat through a contraction. Chris is, like, holding my hand. Um, We walk into the thing and the guy, like, because he's – there's obviously got to be cameras or something. has seen me do my 20 feet squat, 20 feet Mm -hmm. squat. He's just like, yeah, um, I'll open up the elevator. You can look to my husband. You can come check in later. Like, like, you look like you're about to go. Like, the first time around, they're like, you're leaving. Like, let's just get right. But for the second time, they're like, no, no, no. Upstairs you go. So I get upstairs and they tell me my labors progress, but I am a half a centimeter shy of being admitted. They ask, which like half a centimeter is not that much. Like for them, that was four centimeters, right? Yes. Uh, So you had to be four centimeters dilated to be admitted. So I'm three and a half centimeters. So they were like, we were like, we live 20 minutes away. So if we go home and then we come back, like what? And they were like, well, why don't you walk the halls? And we'll have you walk the halls for no more than an hour or two, like kind of timeline. And if you don't progress, you can go home. If you do progress, you're getting admitted. Yeah. 
when I tell you, one, they have me naked in a hospital room, which ties in the back, okay? Woman kind of shows us where to walk. It gives Chris, like, he walks ahead and, like, gets the preview. I didn't even make it a half a lap. I stopped multiple times to hold on to the railing on the wall and my butt fully out. Like, had, if anybody walked by behind me, like, my butt had had to be out. Could not have cared um, to breathe through these contractions. And I'm just like, what? Um, got back and was like, I'm so lightheaded. I, it, we couldn't even do a full lap. Couldn't even do a full lap. Yeah. So they bring me like a bouncy ball. I bounce on that. But every time I have a contraction, I was like, Chris, I just need you to like hold me upright because I feel like. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. I got a question. You were on this bouncy ball without any underwear on or was there something? Well, I had my like gown on. So like then I could like tuck it. Tuck under it? Me. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was like, um. You're like, no. <laughs> on the bouncy ball. I actually think they did put like a like a doggy pee pee pad or like a yes. pad under me because like if my water broke. Like, then it was maybe a little easier for them to clean. So I was on this bouncy ball till they came back. And then I was dilated enough, thankfully, to be admitted. But it was like, man, if they were like, yeah, no progress has been made, I think I would have cried. (laughs) Just start taking taking some fists, man. Yeah. But, like, I have, like, friends who, like, went to the hospital not until they were, like, five centimeters dilated. I'm like, I would have died. Well, I mean, everyone is so different with like their pain tolerance and even just like the birthing experience in general that yeah. it is what well, it is. It's- so, sorry, can I ask you a question? Like going uh-huh. into this, uh-huh. what was your idea of a perfect birth? Did you have a birthing plan? You wanted to go vaginal, but like, was there anything else? Because I feel like some people are like, I am going unmedicated. That's it, where some people are like, epidural, just do me. Like, mm-hmm. plan already made. Here's here's the thing. So my doctor did ask if I had a birthing plan because they would mm-hmm. support that if I did. Yeah. I know myself. If there is a plan and things go awry, I'm more likely to be disappointed. Right? Same. And there's nothing to be disappointed about for the birth of our first child, right? Mm-hmm. So I knew like I didn't I didn't formally document a plan and share it with a doctor because I just didn't want to have a formal plan and then to feel disappointed when there is truly nothing to be disappointed about. Yeah. Did I hope to have a vaginal birth 100% a C-section terrifies me. Like I know people have to have them for medical reasons. I know people volun- like mm-hmm. want them voluntary. No. Mm-mm. I would rather I, – it's just – that's just me. It just yeah. kind of terrifies me. Um, so I didn't – I talked to my doctor and I said, I I trust you to advise me to what is medically best throughout. That's my plan. Whatever you tell me is best for me and this baby inside of me, like, we will do. Yeah. That was my plan. And I had hoped to be vaginal and – I wouldn't say I was like strongly towards natural or epidural. It was just like, we'll take the pain as it comes. And if I'm like, I need an epidural, we'll get an epidural. If I'm like, I can work and breathe through this, I would work and breathe through it. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. So four centimeters and 
basically dying on this bouncy ball in dying. the hallway. Dying. You get admitted epidural immediately or what was that? ASAP. So they are like, okay, now that you're being admitted, we can offer you I don't even I don't even remember what they offered, but something to help with the pain before the mm-hmm. epidural gets here. And I was like, no, I don't I don't know what this other thing is. Like I couldn't even concentrate enough for them to explain it. Yeah. I was like, I'll just wait for the epidural. So they put I remember when I got admitted, they then gave me a nice wheelchair. I didn't have to walk places anymore. Like <laughs> Took me back um, and like the one nurse put like cold washcloths over my eyes and stuff. So then it was like cold, Mm kind of like numbing. They hooked up the IVs and then I don't know if it was 10 minutes, five minutes or 40 minutes. Like that is just like a blur of like contractions for like when the epidural came, the anesthesiologist came. So what was getting an epidural like? magical (laughs) so everyone says like the epidural needle like you don't really see it because it's going into your back so i just remember turning over and then the doctor saying if you feel a contraction coming along you just have to tell me and like we will if we're in the middle of putting this in like we'll work through it but i can't have you moving or anything Mm -hmm. like without you telling me so i actually did have a contraction in the middle of it and so like the nurse and chris were right there and he was just like just breathe hold them like and like coached me through that and then i mean the epidural doesn't i know some people it doesn't kick in fully or it doesn't kick in i am so sorry for you that my heart breaks for you but it kicked in and then it's like ah okay i can sit back now can relax like you can kind of feel that a contraction's happening but there's no pain of it it's so crazy and it's so weird because you almost like you know when you're hand goes numb and you're like you can feel your hands numb like it's tingling Mm -hmm. you don't feel that your legs are numb they're like they gave me like the peanut ball and would move me from side to side to keep like things progressing and like I wouldn't realize that I couldn't like move until they're like all right let's try to move and I'd be like oh you're right I can't feel my foot to move and it's really heavy (laughs) like yeah wild so at what point did you guys decide to call me and wake me up because I honestly don't remember I just remember waking up and I had like four missed calls from Chris or something and I was like oh my gosh I missed the birth (laughs) so when we were getting admitted I was like let's just text Catherine I guess it had taken like five hours for me to go from one to four centimeters like move three centimeters so it was like this could continue to progress Mm -hmm. it could not um, so we – I think Chris, like, texted you, but then it was, like, 6 or 7 a.m. I was, like, let's just call her mm-hmm. um, because, like, everything had started to progress pretty quickly up until I got the epidural. And then everything started to stop progressing. Yeah. So then, yeah, I guess you, like, took care of the dogs and then came over and hung out. And then, like, got breakfast with Chris. Like, they had a full meal, everyone. They had a full eggs, potatoes, bacon, and I had chicken broth. I'm sorry. We had to eat. <laughs> no. I'm I was I'm fully in the mindset, like, I, just because I'm suffering doesn't mean my husband has to. Like, I would rather, like, you guys be nourished and everything so we're not all dying. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. But I wasn't even, like, hungry. 
like there's so much going on I wasn't hungry which is if you know me that's a miracle yeah that's surprising because I mean your last meal was that awful toast Mm. the night before Mm. yeah yeah no I remember so for one driving over it was like slightly raining type situation it was like it wasn't a very pretty day but that highway is apparently known to freaking throw Mm -hmm. rocks at your windshield and chip Mm -hmm. your windshield so i'm like racing over there thinking i'm gonna miss the birth of this kid i I had so much time and i got a chip in my windshield and i was like how dare you (laughs) was it worth it though worth it um and then yeah no i remember chris and i went to get breakfast and at this point, Patricia's friends had been stalking my Instagram stories, okay? Like, mm-hmm. and if I missed a day, they reached out to Patricia like, hey, what's going on? So I was like, yeah. crap, I can't ruin this. So I recorded an Instagram story in the car while Chris was running in to get food. And I was watching over the story ready to hit post. And you could see my like visitor's badge. And I was like, <gasps> and I ripped it off. I re-recorded this fake ass story. <laughs> I was literally asking for questions for like a Q&A video I was never planning on filming. Like it was so bad. I appreciate the dedication to that because honestly, if you had the visitor's badge too, like our family would have seen it and like it would have been a whole thing. So the dedication you had to keeping up the um, facade that I was not in labor, you're a champ. I mean, I had to because at that point, like I I had driven a lot of the day previously and I couldn't have shared that. So it was like I had to post something within 24 hours so people didn't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It was a fun experience. So yeah, Chris and I did eat our breakfast. It was nice. It was nice. Yeah, and then yeah, things yeah. I feel like just continued to go pretty slow from there. Like it was slow yeah. moving up until the afternoon. It was slow moving actually until they said – Here's the thing. Your epidural only lasts so long. Oh, true. Um, And you've pretty much stopped. So they actually had to give me Pitocin, which is the medicine that, like, induces labor. Mm-hmm. Um, so – and I had some issues with the epidural that my blood pressure was dropping, like, significantly. Like, there were multiple times that they had to – Oh, yeah. I remember that. Um, Give me shots. I don't – I'm not a medical person, but it was basically like an adrenaline. Like she kept saying your heart's going to feel like it's racing to get your blood pressure back up. And every time they did it, I didn't feel that. And my blood pressure was like barely making it up to an acceptable level again. Mm -hmm. So um, somehow we worked through that and then they had to give me the Pitocin to continue to progress labor or the epidural was going to wear off. And because my blood pressure was dropping, they didn't want want to have to like up the epidural or anything. So once they gave me the Pitocin, I think it was just a couple more hours after that. Yeah. Yeah. But the one thing I kind of loved, and I think a lot of people might not like this, is the doctor, one, my doctors, it was like their office that they worked with was on call that day, not my doctor's office, unfortunately. But the doctor had come in and said, there's a surgery happening at the hospital with somebody who is pregnant. And so the surgeon wants me in the room just in case anything happens. Like, I won't be back for a while. And then when they came back, there was another person in labor that they had to go to right away. Mm-hmm. So at no point was anybody checking me. Like, Mm-mm. we were just hanging out. Nurse was great, comical. Um, 
we kept joking about the delivery playlist, which we had not put on because I was like expecting to have to push for multiple hours, whatever. And I like calling the nurse. I was like, I like really like it. I think it's time. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I feel, but I'm feeling something. Um, and Hold she's on. like, okay, go ahead. Did they break your water or are you getting to that point? We're getting to that point. Okay. She's like, okay. yeah, your water hasn't broken, but let me just check you out. And she was like, yeah, you're you're fully fully there. I feel the head, even though water hasn't broken. Um, let me go check on the doctor. Mm-hmm. So then she comes back like 10 minutes later. Like I remember watching the clock. And being like, she's you're like this not baby's back. coming. And I'm, this. Yeah, this like a, <laughs> Catherine, can you catch? Like, no. <laughs> so, well, actually, and then like my legs are numb. Like we're not even in the position. Like, and I can't yeah. move myself. Right. Yeah. Um. So I lost my thought. Oh, so then I remember paging her to come back and being like, it, no, like hey. it is time. And she was like, so the, the doctor's in another delivery. And I remember yeah. looking at her and being like, and can, can you deliver this baby? Like, like yeah. I just, I felt it like, and cause like, who knows how long I was 10 centimeters dilated. Cause nobody was checking. Yeah. So she goes, well, there's a general doctor. It's the hospital generalist who's on call for wherever people need. And she was like, I'll call him. And I was like, please. She comes back a couple minutes later and she said, I told him to run. Yeah. And she was like, let me check you again. And she checked me again. And she goes, your water just broke. She was like, I touched you and your water broke. Like, yeah. Boom. Yeah. So they actually had to break my water, but I was like fully dilated. Like if my water broke at home, I probably would have had the kid in the car. <laughs> like, Yeah. I mean, they barely, because I, I don't know if this is right, but don't they have like a little tool that they use to like break your water? It's like mm-hmm. a little like crochet hook is what I'm going to call it. Yeah. Is that accurate? Kind of, something like that. Yeah. I don't even know. Did she use that? Because I thought it was literally just her finger and it was yeah. like, oh, yeah. She well, said, I, she okay. said, didn't even need it. Yep. Whatever. Yeah. And then she basically started like the birth, like she was like, crap. Okay. Before yes. all of this, though, because like once you were getting close ish, like this was probably like an hour or two before, they came in with this tray, which looked like something from what I'm going to say, Edward Scissor Hands. Okay. <laughs> All of the things, like, they looked like they were ready to murder and dismember a body. And Chris and I looked at each other like, what the fuck is going to happen? <laughs> like, it was terrifying. Well, here's the thing. Like, I kind of feel bad for you because, like, they made sure, like, I didn't see that. Like, I did not see that. But, like, their backs were turned to me, but they're, like, setting up this table and, like, I can hear it. But, like, I could see you guys looking at each other and I guess there were, like, massive tools, scissors, whatever. And you just kept looking at each other like, are you going to cut her open here? Like, because. (laughs) Which I know, I know there's some, like, situation where, like, you have to, like, suction cup the baby out or, like, you got to cut to get the baby. Terrifying. I've heard of it scary but seeing the platter that they brought in <laughs> traumatizing well they just said they don't know what they're gonna need they gotta be ready uh-huh yeah but no that's still a freaky as f and then like all the stuff they're like laying down too because i mean it's a mess it's not it's not a clean thing a baby popping out is not just like ooh, clean beautiful they come out no. with gunk like they're covered mm-hmm. in they've been in stuff you know yeah so anyways <laughs> water breaks prep station is ready and 
the good old nurse was mm-hmm. she was like basically ready to give birth to you because the doctor like that they called wasn't ready the other doctor was not ready, ready. like she was like it's, it's, it's time. go time she but she was like do you know how to push and i'm like no this no. is my first kid like i didn't take a class i didn't watch youtube videos like what <laughs> but then i just remember the doctor like casually walking in the ob not like the generalist casually mm-hmm. walking me like so we're having a baby and i was like right now yes. yeah right now right now yeah yep yeah and so then they like coached me through pushing and i remember too when i was like oh it's time to have a kid before the doctor walked in the nurse was like okay first time moms just you know we let you push for four hours before we decide if we need to have a c-section and i looked at her and said this will not take four hours this will (laughs) absolutely no no thank you no we did have bets going, not that there was any money down or anything, but bets going with the nurse, you, me, and Chris on, on timing. Timing. Yeah. And how long you were going to push and everything. I have yes. no idea what those bets were. I don't, I do not remember, but. I don't remember either. I think, yeah, I don't remember who was close with timing or anything. No but then we also, like, we didn't know the gender. So, like, we were betting with the nurse. Mm-hmm. And I remember when the doctor came in, we were like, Doc, last chance to take bets on the gender. And the doctor was like, no. Yeah, her bedside manner, she did not get the fun vibe that we had in the room. She just didn't. She was probably like, look, I came from a surgery to two back-to-back births. Like, like, I need some water. Yeah, Yeah. like, give me a break. But um, so at that point, we put on the delivery playlist, Mm -hmm. which I refused to let Push It be on. Ridiculous. Was not the vibe. Upset with that one. Was not the vibe. You know what's really upsetting? I don't remember the song he was born to. Agreed. I, I have no idea. No idea. Sad. Um. Anyway, so I pushed for twenty minutes. Mm. Out was came the baby. Really, twenty minutes? Twenty minutes. I feel like you pushed like four times, and that kid was there. I mean, I it was definitely not a lot, but it was only twenty minutes. Wow. Yeah. Yep. 20 minutes. Out he came. Perfect little angel. Perfect. Very cute. Yeah. Little cutie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was pretty funny because at one point, I'm pretty sure Chris made it clear to the nurse that he didn't want to look. Mm-hmm. So when, like, you could see the head, the nurse was like, sister, you want to look? And I was like, are you kidding? I don't <laughs> want to go anywhere. They I were don't like, want to see. They were like, we have hair. Sister, do you want to take a look? And you were, like, the mortified, last, like, no, thank you. No, the thank last you. thing I wanted, I'm sorry, Patricia, this is a terrible <laughs> visual, is to see, like, a hair ball coming out of you. That sounds yeah. terrifying. <laughs> like I'm yeah. so good. Beautiful. The whole process so beautiful. No, I can't. You can't unsee that. I'm yeah. so good. But Chris proceeded to watch the, the whole entire thing. time. And he was like, he would have multiple conversations throughout my pregnancy of like, I will not look. You cannot go mm-hmm. back from that. And he watched as soon as they said we have hair, he like whipped his head around the curtain. Like, I gotta see. Yeah. Yeah. So but, wild. Okay. For, so for you, your goal was to like not see anything below the curtain. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. But like, I mean, everything's just kind of out there when you're giving birth. But um, how was the experience for you? You said it felt like I only pushed four times. So pretty quick. Pretty good. 
I mean, minus because I didn't get to see it when it was like the worst in the hospital. You know, I didn't yeah. see that. Um, so I feel like at home, like you handled it like a champ. So I was like, oh, it doesn't seem bad. And then like once you had your upper door, like we were just kicking it. Like we yeah. would be like, oh, there's a contraction. And we would watch it on the monitor, but we were just chilling. Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully there was no like problems with the delivery at all there was no no crazy tools had to be used um the only really weird thing is how long they were stitching you up and I was like how much work do you have to do down there but like I missed the like placenta delivery and like totally missed all of all of that that. I don't even remember the placenta delivery either um I remember one they offer you a mirror to watch as the person delivering if you would like to watch no um, and they offered Chris to cut the cord and he was like, that's what we pay you for. <laughs> Chris was very adamant on that. He was not watching, nor was he cutting the cord. He broke one of them, but he, he stayed true to the cord. Too. But I too was also concerned for what seeming like, like they stitched me up for, I feel like longer than I was in labor. And I was like, how big of a tear is this doctor going to tell me? It felt like a solid 40 minutes like they were yeah. down there just – and I was like, what are you doing? Like, what is there to be done? A lot, apparently. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, no, I will say at that point – so they like had – well, they had to like weigh him and all that stuff and I was taking mm-hmm. photos. So like I had to go below the curtain and mm-hmm. I looked over at you at one point, and it was just red. And I was like, never doing that. Again. Oh, no. <laughs> but, like, you couldn't honestly see anything. anything. Like, you can't yeah. decipher what is. And especially because they have the light going down there, too. It's like, bro. Why? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it was my choice to be in the delivery room. I prefer that than, like, seeing a body come out. I think that would have freaked me out a little bit too much yeah 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 you did handle it like a champ though i will say thank you yeah i thought overall like i was very happy with our birth experience yeah so is there anything you would change do different hopes wishes dreams desires the only thing I would do different, I think I would just understand like breathing techniques to how to like work through contractions a little bit more mm-hmm. um, because I think like when I was in that serious pain, I probably wasn't like breathing right to like help it. Yeah. But like I don't like regret not looking that up or like something, but I like overall like pretty seamless, no major issue. Like my blood pressure was dropping, but like there was nothing that was a major issue. I was not mm-hmm. in labor for like hours or days. I didn't have to push. But I think I didn't have to push because it wasn't like you just hit 10 centimeters. Like I have no idea how long I was there. Like yeah. my body was telling me it was time. So I really kind of like – I really liked that. Um, and I think some people like would like more attention from the doctor, but I think it worked in my case. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love that you were there because you were the perfect like – fly on the wall of that like you were just there to take photos and like you did not insert yourself into the process by any means so and now I just have like beautiful photos of like mm-hmm. like the pushing and like our like the whole you can see all of the emotion and the feeling of like 
when he was put on my chest and like yeah yeah even them yeah. like being like oh it's a boy like that like yeah moment too yeah plus like you said this to me during um it was nice that I was there because I could run out and get food and Chris didn't have to leave like you two could just like have your time and mm-hmm. I could get you better food that was not hospital food yeah yeah because like I even was like Chris like I'm fine like if you want to go home and shower and he was just like I'm not leaving mm-hmm. um so it's just it was just helpful too that we didn't have to like worry about like making sure we contacted somebody to like let Atticus out or that sort of thing um yeah so it was good all is good all is good so then you called the fam and told them that yeah, I would say we called the fam within the same hour he was born. Like it was, we didn't it was wait. Quick, yeah, yeah. Like as soon as I was done being like stitched up, mm-hmm. like then we made some phone calls. And I think people were calling to like hear that like I was in labor, not like baby is here. Yeah. So I think like that was a nice like surprise. Fun. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I don't know how much more time we want to go into this because I'm curious then postpartum, like a few days post your -hmm. thoughts on having visitors right away. What was helpful? What was not helpful? Ooh. Okay. Um, I, like there was so much I was learning in the hospital, just like how to swaddle a baby, how to breastfeed, what our normal poops look like, like all of that, that it was like helpful that there wasn't like a ton of people trying to come in and out of the hospital and the hospital mm-hmm. still didn't allow it because of the pandemic. So that was nice. Um, if you know anyone who is pregnant, just gave birth, about to give birth, just like meals, freezer meals, drop off a lasagna on the front doorstep. Like that I think is the most helpful thing because – one is like if you're breastfeed. One, your body is healing so much and you need nutrients. Mm-hmm. Two, if you are breastfeeding, you need a ton of nutrients too. And it's just like there's so many things going on that like that is so helpful. Um, If you have somebody who you know is pregnant, like I spent like a weekend like stocking up on food and like making like bags that could go in the crock pot and like making mm-hmm. a bunch of waffles and pancakes. So I would have like meals – like, if you like to cook and, like, want to go help your pregnant friend, like, stash their freezer. Like, I think those are the things that are, like, so helpful. Like, for me, like, I wanted to bond with my baby, like, postpartum time. Like, I didn't need somebody to come hold my baby. Like, absolutely, I'm yeah. happy for everybody else to hold my child. But I needed more, like, can somebody help take care of these things I'm not thinking about, you know? Mm-hmm. That was the biggest thing. Um, I mean, you were obviously there and like, if anyone asks you, not you personally, you as in our Pantsers listeners. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Pantsers. It's so ridiculous. Um, like if somebody's like, I would like you here for my labor and delivery and please be here. Like we came home and Catherine was like, I washed all of your sheets. Like I, like unasked, but it was, she, you were right. Like, I don't know when – you don't know when you're going to have time to wash these again. If you're mm-hmm. breastfeeding, I'll tell you you're going to wash them the In next days. three days because there's going to be milk and vomit and everything everywhere. Yep. But it was just like I didn't even think of that and it was so nice to come home to like a clean bed and everything. Mm-hmm. So that 
was so helpful. And as much as you don't like to cook, like you helped like cook or do whatever. Um, or you would even like watch him and be like, you just go sleep for an hour. Mm -hmm. That was, that was just help. Very helpful. Um, yeah, I, I, we had a lot of visitors come cause it was like, you know, first grandchild for a couple of our family members. Um, and we're just, I like, we are just very close to our families. Yeah. Um, but I do wish maybe we had a little more downtime to just ourselves potentially. Well, we but have everybody's such different. a big family and no one came overlapping, right? No. So no. if you think about that, you really just have like a revolving door there for it was a few months of just yes. people coming and going and yes. it's a lot. Yeah, and everybody was helpful in different ways. Mm -hmm. But by the end of it, there were like people like some of our like, you know, direct close family members who wanted to come back and it was like we're still going through the list of people who want to visit. Like I don't have yeah. time. Or it was like we're finally getting a weekend to ourselves, like um all of that. But yeah, it was helpful. Definitely. The one thing like when our mom came to visit, because our mom booked our her flight because I was so convinced I was going late. I was like, book your flight after our due date. And then she mm -hmm. wasn't here for the first couple weeks. Um, but when she was here, she was like, go get a coffee, like get out of the house. Like it was like the first time leaving him. I don't know that I was ready for that. Like the whole time we were gone, I was like, I just have to go home. I just have to go home. Like it was definitely really hard. I'm glad she encouraged us to do that. But i but yeah, I don't know. I have like still mixed feelings about it. Like, yes, it was healthy to do that and be mm -hmm. away from him. But it was very – I guess it was the first time learning how like I – it's really hard. Like when you separate – like you know you're growing with that little one for so long and then they're outside of you and like yeah. I was breastfeeding and so he relied on me for so much and we were still learning each other and yeah. Yeah. Did that answer your loaded question? Oh, sorry. Yes, you glitched there, so I don't know how you ended that. Beautifully. Like, I end everything. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> but did I – I don't know. I feel like that was, like, a really loaded question on, like, how – like, did I like visitors? What was the most helpful postpartum things? Well, that's why I'm like, that could be literally a whole other topic. But, I mean, I don't know how many episodes we want to have on just babies. Me? Like, I find this fascinating because I love little E so much. And it was my first birth experience as well. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. yeah. Anything else? Any other, like, words of wisdom or advice for no. other people? I mean, postpartum hormones are no joke. They were, I think, postpartum hormones were, like, more of like a roller coaster than pregnancy hormones for me. Yeah. The, I remember the first night I was home and I was just brushing my teeth and I looked at Atticus and just started crying because I wanted him to know how much I still loved him and everything was changing. <laughs> like it was just like my husband was like, oh. what? <laughs> like, what? Um, valid. Valid, right? Uh, yeah, and there were a couple other moments where I, like, had little breakdowns like that. But then I would also say, so I, it's been a year since I've had my child. We have started to wean off of breastfeeding. Oh. And those hormones have also been no joke. Like, I had a day really? last week where I was just, like, 
I was just not myself. And I could feel it and I could acknowledge it, but I could not get out of my own funk. Um, and I was just like, I'm very much acknowledging that and just like giving myself grace and still finding ways to like bond physically with E mm -hmm. because like we have that shift going on. But yeah, he's he's taking weaning like a champ. I think some of those hormones in me are still like roller coastering now. So how are you weaning? Um, like how many feeds are you down to a day on the boob? Just morning and just before bed. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. you're not, like, pumping in between, or are you just nope. to, like, no? No. Because, I mean, my body had to adjust, because otherwise, like, my body will keep up the supply. Exactly. Like, I don't yeah. need that milk long term. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Wow. He's so grown. I know. He's so grown. I think the morning is going to be the hardest to like wean him off of because he's just like hungry instantly in the morning. And personally, it's when I'm most comfortable, uncomfortable. So yeah. we'll see how that one goes. But I mean, yeah, he's made like a lot of progress, but it's still like postpartum hormones that my body is going through too. Um, last word of wisdom. I'm really glad I... I don't know that I had to advocate with Chris for you to be in the room, but my personal experience to anyone out there, I think like labor and delivery is so much more about the mom. No offense to any males listening, but like whatever I think the mom needs to feel supportive, whether that's her own mom, her sister, nobody, just the husband, like, I personally feel mm -hmm. like, yes, you both are bringing this child into the world, but, like, if she needs somebody, like, and if you need somebody as a listener, like, just advocate for yourself with your partner of, like, this is what's going to make me feel most comfortable. Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah. I I don't – it did not take, like, much convincing for to have Chris, like, say, yeah, Catherine can come. So I'm not saying I had to, like, advocate a lot, but, like, I just feel like having you there like was just a part of like comfort. You know what I mean? It just helped like the overall mm -hmm. vibes. Yeah. I mean, and it made it just easier on you guys in like so many different ways with Atticus and food and whatever else. And I even like brought home the first like blanket he was wrapped in or whatever. So Atticus could smell it and get used to it. You know, like those little, mm -hmm. little things. But yeah, I'm glad I was there. It was fun. Yeah, you're not too traumatized? No. I think, like, if they would have had to use those tools or if it would have been, like, an emergency <laughs> freak-out situation, I probably would have been like, oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. No, thank you. Um, but I also think not watching helped as well because the thought of that happening to my own body, like... Your body's meant for oh, it, though. Uh, <laughs> no, is that not the crazy thing? Because that's what yeah. Patricia and I have had this running joke for a very long time that Patricia is going to be uh, my surrogate and carry mm -hmm. all of my babies. Mm -hmm. Because legitimately, the thought of like birthing a child just kind of. But maybe that's you're one, wild. Maybe you're one of those people that wants a voluntary section. Here's here's the See, change. I don't know because that freaks me out because you're wide awake. Ah. Yeah. Ugh. See, it's just not for me. Ugh. Here's my change in being your surrogate. No. Those 16 weeks I was sick, 
I love you, but I don't know. Not worth it. Chris keeps vetoing the idea too. Oh, Chris is like a hard no on it. But otherwise, I don't mind being pregnant. We've been pitching this idea like ever since you guys started. This has been a running joke ever since we were, I don't even know how old. Forever. So yeah. we've been pitching it to Chris for years, years. And he's still not on board. Yeah, he's like, absolutely not. Catherine can have her own children. Yeah. The letdown. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Hey. No, I will say it's like, so we come from a mother who had all three of us unmedicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that there's been like pressure to do it one way or the other, but I really liked watching you going through it with like your mindset of like, I'm just going to take this as it is and I'm going to do what's necessary for me because mm-hmm. that's like, when I was in the room, I was like, oh, this is what I would want to do. Like, this is the mindset I would want to have. Because like you, I don't know if I would be like disappointed if it didn't turn out like my quote unquote birth plan, but I would more so be like stressed that this is what I decided and this is what I have to do when it's like in reality, I have no freaking idea. Like, I don't know what that's going to feel like. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Especially for like your first two, like – and especially if, like, your doctor's telling you one thing, but you're, like, so dedicated to a plan. It's, like, I, I felt confident in my doctor. Like, if they were telling me one thing, like, this is – that's what should happen. And, like, I'm not going to try to work against yeah. nature here and what's going on in my body. So, yeah. 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 Well, Patricia, what are you grateful for other than E turning one? Can you believe it has been a whole <sighs> freaking year? Freaking year. I mean – I'm grateful for the wonderful, beautiful, magical year I've had with my son. I know that's like a big one. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's been a lot. There's times where you think, are you ever going to sleep again? But like, he's just awesome. You do. It's so fun. You do sleep again. Um, And I'm, I'm so grateful to be a mom. I just knew that was always something I wanted to, like, do in life. And it's been everything I wanted, but a million times more. Oh. Do you remember when – I don't even remember, like, what month milestones, but you would be like, I've kept a human alive for this long. You've kept (laughs) a human alive for a whole year. Look at you. A whole year. And I'm grateful for my own body. For feeding this human for a whole year and mm-hmm. all of the changes it has endured. And yeah, like it has been a wonderful vessel for my son and myself. And I'm just very grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. What are you, what are you grateful for besides your amazingly perfect nephew? You know, I'm grateful for my Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine's child. I was going through that and I was like, wow, I'm really grateful for my Roomba. <laughs> no, I am like, um, while we're on this topic, I am grateful that you allowed me to be in the room with you and like witness that. That was so cool. Um, he's just such a cool human being. I don't know. I find him very fascinating with the, just like watching his like mind work and just the way he moves. I'm like, you're a vlogging pro already it's ridiculous he'll learn how to facetime a little bit better here soon but you know as of now it's just 
Oh my gosh, you don't like it's his comical. FaceTimes? I'm going to tell him. He throws me on the floor <laughs> all the time. And then he like Yesterday drags he threw you threw me on the floor, the floor and then cried. Like it's, it's like rude. He takes rude. photos of me without me knowing. It's like there was no consent in there. <laughs> That's what you get. That's what you get. Sure. Anyway. Yeah. No, anyway, I'm very excited to see him continue to grow. And like this year, him he's just going to start running. Like he's not going to start walking. He's going to start running, <sighs> mm-hmm. talking. Like oh, it's just going to be exciting. I mean, now he's got some basic words, but like more. It's it's very exciting. Um, but I am grateful for my Roomba. I am grateful that I just had a nice chill day at home, but I like dusted. You know, I haven't dusted in so long. So grateful that I did that. And yeah, grateful for this nice chill podcast reminiscent on good times. Good times. Good times. Great moms. Okay. What's your self-care challenge? You know, I don't know because I don't want to just make it working out every week. I got to like branch out a little. That's been good for me. But in two weeks, we are recording for the book. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think I might need to set my self-care as like read 50 pages like you have. I don't know if 50 pages is aggressive, but I probably need to read 50. But I need to at least read 50. I know. I got to read like 100 pages a week. <laughs> okay. Read 50 pages. I'm going to steal yours. That wasn't mine this week. <laughs> okay. So what's yours? Um, Recognizing the season I'm in. I... Because of all the work we have to do on, like, the house and stuff coming up, like, mm-hmm. we have actively chosen not to have a first birthday party, but I'm probably not going to be yeah. able to, like, bake a birthday cake or anything special on his birthday. And so my act of self-care will just yeah. to be give myself grace in that, like, it is not the end of the world. He will – he's absolutely special and he knows he's special and me making him a cupcake yeah. or something on the physical actual day – is not gonna like ruin his life, and so I just—that's my self-care to not be too hard on myself for that. Like he will get his special moments, and he is like our whole world, so it's okay. Just go get him a donut again. He'll be it's fine. True. He loved that donut. Yeah. Did that place have gluten-free donuts? Yeah, it's gluten-free and vegan. Why do you not take me to these places? I'm pretty sure they make it with soy. I'm pretty sure they make it with soy. It's Um, not soy free as well. That's a letdown. I'm sorry. But they make oat-based ice cream now. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's one thing about Birmingham, I will say. It's not as hip and happening with, like, the nice allergy-friendly places. Mm -hmm. Because even when we were in the hospital, we went to this – I don't even know. Was it a Greek spot? What was it? Oh, yeah, Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. Was it Greek? Mediterranean? Okay, I was like, what did I even get? They have all the allergens posted for, like, everything. And it's so good. Every single one. And you can just select on your order, like, what allergens you have. And I was like, these places just don't exist in Birmingham. 
Yeah, that place is so good. Oh, I need to go back. It's kind of by my yeah, office too, so I get spectacular. it every once in a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Anyway. Anyway, well, thank you all for listening to another episode about me. Um, happy Monday. Have about a good me. week. We will see you next Monday. If you miss us, you know where to find us. Uncomfortable Pants Podcast Instagram. Comment. DM. Mm-hmm. You will not be replied to on direct messages. Um, like, subscribe, heart, follow. Gosh knows what kind of reel we're going to come up with. I will not be pushing it. Refuse. Well, I don't know. Um, but it'll be a fun week. We'll see what we'll see what happens. Push it. Push it real good. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>